I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Reasons to be Cheerful with Ed Miliband and Jeff Lloyd. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I mean, it's pretend Happy New Year because we're recording this before Christmas. Are we giving that away, are we? Well, I just think we say a few times... Transparency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's something I've learned from you. It's good to be transparent about these things. Um, But, yeah, Happy New Year. It's our first episode of the New Year. Yeah, yeah. How was pretend New Year for you? Very nice. Have you made any pretend New Year's resolutions? More exercise, I think. Right, which brings us on to the yeah. topic of uh, our first episode of the new year, because it's it's about running, broadly yeah. speaking. Yeah. Now, you are a runner. Yeah. I think we were both born to run. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you run? No, I don't really run very much. Well, you I have... did run for a bit, and then I, I sort of start and stop and start and stop. Have you, have you ever been caught by paparazzi out running? I have, yes. It was With a, a trainer. Was it a flattering look? Not really, no. Does that not put you off running? I think there was one where I was just running and there was one where I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) if you could have a photo of... Uh, uh, so neither of them were that were that sort of brilliant. I'm not sure it showed my best side. You should go running with a helmet on so nobody knows it's you. What if they then realised it was me? Yeah, yeah, that would be worse. Yeah, that would definitely be worse. So, so should we explain what what this episode is? Well, then? you and I, you and I went to park run. We did, uh, and I sort of thought it was a pretty magical experience. I was really hooked. We went to your local in Finsbury Park. About 438 people, I think, uh, who were doing it on a Saturday morning in December. Uh, I've gone back for Christmas Day, um, at least as we record this. That's my plan uh, with my family. It's so huge. We've had so many people email in and say you should do something on Park Run. And I found out recently that my best friend and his family do it every week. You see, that is never so mentioned it to me. Isn't that so yeah. interesting? Yeah. Now, I, I think I should do a sort of shout out to uh, Wes Ball, who I used to work with at the Labour Party and who now works for the Financial Conduct Authority, because he wrote this email just after our Finsbury Park thing saying, my friends at Finsbury Park Park Run tell me you and Jeff paid them a visit there for a special edition of the country's number one podcast. That's us, by the way. Um, uh, when I told Anna Yearly, who we've had on the podcast before that she said oh god he'll become another park run bore just like you <laughs> but i'm sure you found it uh, an inspiring uplifting and accessible event 
Just like the Tring Park Runners you met at mine and Anna's birthday told you it would be, but the Tringians will be gutted that you chose North London over Tring. Don't forget us when you record it, or even better, pop up before you do the final edit. Um, and then it's 35 minutes from Houston, blah, blah. But anyway, <laughs> right, right. so uh, it's a big shout out to the Tring Park Runners because they were the first people. I'd sort of vaguely heard of it, but they really sort of sold it to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a very impressive Set Let up. them come to Tring. Yeah, um, that part run has. I think. Yeah, ich bin ein Tringian. <laughs> uh, I think you're really overcompensating about the, the Tring. That we're yeah. never going to Tring. Okay, yeah, okay. We could do, go do a live show in Tring. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, you're, you're stuck now. Um, but uh, no, I think it is really impressive. And so we've got our live Vox Pops and sort of experiential... Uh, recording from the Finsbury Park Park Run. Uh, then we will be talking to Nick Pearson, who's the chief executive uh, of Park Run about, and that's a really great conversation because it's about what it's really about the social mission uh, of Park Run. And then I'm delighted to say we've got Bella Mackey, who's written a book that's just come out called Jog On: How Running Saved My Life, about her experience of running. So, should we do our reasons to be cheerful? Yes, I mean, one of mine is just that like 2018 was a sort of pretty. Dodgy year, I would say, and it's over and done with. And it's over and done with. Yeah. Uh, but also that um, one of my favourite TV shows, Call My Agent, a Dispersant, the third series is out on January the fourth, so it's up on Netflix, ready to watch. This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so, I'm and so... I put you onto it, didn't I? You did, yeah. And I want to see what's going on with Jean Gabin, exactly, who's the, the dog. dog. Yeah, my favourite character. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, I've got a sort of a, a screen reason to be cheerful too. I was looking at what films are due out in. 2019 and one of my favorite directors a swedish director called roy anderson is bringing out a new film called about endlessness which i'm really oh. excited about his old stuff is is good he only releases films quite sporadically right. sometimes only once Quality. a decade um his last one was called a pigeon sat on a branch reflecting on existence Wow, it's it's really good, Roy so, Anderson. Yeah, so uh, about was that Anderson's, a good pronunciation? pronunciation? It was. Yeah, it's better better than mine. I would Anderson. say. So those are our reasons to be cheerful. And now let's go back in time to the other week when Ed came knocking on my door at eight thirty on a Saturday morning. It's a Saturday morning in mid December. It's a beautiful morning. However, it is 8.30 and I'm already sitting in the Edmobile with Ed. Ed, why have you dragged me out of my house at this time on it's a It's like comedians getting coffee in cars. Yeah, only a very sleepy DJ in a car with an enthusiastic politician who's dragged him out of bed. What, what are we doing? Well, Parkrun. Uh, you know, we've heard about Parkrun. We've had lots of our listeners telling us how brilliant Parkrun is. And we're off to see for ourselves. And I have to say, when you knocked on my door this morning, I was I was in the throes of getting dressed, and I was putting on my regular yeah. clothes, pair of yeah. trousers, and a, a jumper. Then I opened the door to you. To a, you've opened your door to a picture, a vision of a vision of, of sveltness, didn't you? you you're wearing um, very. I mean, they're not revealing in the sense that I can't see very yeah. much skin. Yeah. But, I mean, it leaves nothing to the imagination, yeah. this exercise gear yeah, that you're doesn't. wearing. It doesn't. No. So I then went and changed into a pair of my wife's jogging bottoms and some trainers that I've not worn in five years. But I think you look good in it. Do you think, do you think this should be a, a, a regular look for me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you look for like a sort of country singer out for a... <laughs> <laughs> out for a, some exercise. Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful day you know 
feel the energy. I'm feeling motivated already. Can I say hello? I'm yeah. Ed. Hello. Hi, Ed. What's your name? Imran. Imran. Hello. What's your name? Mario and Yusuf. Nice to meet you. How many times have you done it before? Uh, I think this is my 246. 246? Yeah. All at 9am in the morning? Yeah. And how many kids have you How? how I think this is my 13th or something, and I think this is my 12th. And do you enjoy it? Okay, it's okay. <laughs> he tried, he tried like you along to it. I tried to get my children to come this morning, and they were very enthusiastic last night. And this morning right, they were like, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I have to bribe them. And have you met a lot of people doing it? Uh, yeah, lots, lots of runners uh, up and down the country, and then uh, got into touring, so visiting different park runs. So that's been fun. Just the briefing. So the course is two laps of the park. We'll follow the carriageway all the way around until you reach a steep hill. It's not actually, it's fine. A little bit of a hill steep on the other hill. side. Nobody mentioned <laughs> so you turn a left, steep hill. Come up the hill and follow the signs. Uh, Susie is our tail walker today. Susie will be leading the back of the pack. Like to walk you. So Susie's at the back. Okay. Susie and Jay. She's the one I need to get to know. <laughs> um, we meet in the cafe afterwards, so please come and say hello and have. Um, now that sounds good. Meeting in the cafe afterwards. Just do a gentle okay. job. I don't, I don't think it's not. This is not like Linford Christie here. What's that noise? Is it a dog being distressed by the whole event? That dog is articulating what I'm feeling right You're now. doing really well. I mean, already many people are overtaking us. Well, I think it's not a competition. People have special T-shirts There's made. lots of people with prams, you noted. Yes, I did. Where, where are the prams? I mean, they're still behind us. Are I can't they? imagine they'll be behind well, us for much longer. Wait. I think this is the floor in the plan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's that, like 200 metres? Exactly. Oh, God. Hey, I've just bumped into Susie. You're the tail walker. Yeah. Can, you, can you explain what that is? So my role on part one is to be at the end to make sure I'm with uh, someone in case there's something that goes wrong. Or if they're not sure if there's their first time park running, to just give them advice or just stay with them so they stay motivated. And that basically is the first thing. And so basically, so if, if I keel over, you're, you're going to be able to resuscitate me? Yeah. That's a relief. I am first at train, actually. Hello. Hi. Can I talk to you? You can talk to me. What's your name? Laura. Laura, nice to meet you on air. Nice to meet you. So, Laura, you're one of the volunteers, and you're standing here in a... I'm looking at your hat. Oh, my, my rhino team. A rhino team rugby. hat. Uh, so how long have you been doing park, involved in park run? I've been running park run for, for about two years now. Right. But you're not running today. You're sort of standing I'm here encouraging people. You were doing people. very good clapping. <laughs> so what do you like about it? Oh, the community spirit. It's great fun. I, I try and get literally every single person that I meet to come along and join in with it. Like It's a great start to your weekend. You know, you get a bit of fitness or you can help people out and do some volunteering. So literally every kind of person Do you volunteer comes. every week? Um, so we run most of the time. Right. But you kind of feel it's like every now and then that you should yeah. give back a little bit. Jess going to come every Saturday from now on, aren't I you? I think I would make a good timekeeper where I get to stand still but feel important. <laughs> are, there, are there people who just do the volunteering and don't do the running? You can do either. You yeah. don't have to do a certain number of runs before they let you volunteer. No, not at all. You could just volunteer if you wanted. We could presumably go to the front of the pack and claim we're in the lead, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have been going for 15 minutes or something and people are lapping us. No, no, but what I mean is we haven't done two and a half kilometres yet, have we? It's the whole thing two and a half kilometres. No, no, the whole thing's five. Well, the whole thing's two and a half. Well, it's five, yeah. Right, right, right. Two right. and a half times right. two is five. Uh. <laughs> 
call me nerdy. Uh, <laughs> you look so cheerful. Hey. Yes. Yeah. That's my job. What's your name? What's your name? I'm Claire. Claire, I'm Ed, and this is Jeff. We Ed do a Ed. podcast. Okay. Uh, and we're talking about Park Run. So, okay. so how long have you been involved in Park Run? Come on, get running. Yeah. <laughs> get running. Um, oh, for only about six months now. Right. And how did you get involved? Um... I went to a wedding in Scotland, and um, while I was at the wedding, some of my friends were like, we're doing a park run, and so I did my first park run up there. And, and then, you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I love it. What's the best thing about it? The community. Right. Tell yeah. us more about that. It's super diverse. Um, you've got people, you've got little kids, you've got kids in prams, you've got people who... Um, have serious senior, health problems like that. citizens, <laughs> um, people of all shapes and sizes, people who are you know yeah. super fast and people yeah. who are are doing the first one yeah. and they're walking and That's everyone awesome. is um included and do you think people get to th- you got to know people through this yeah for sure great nice yeah. to meet you I'm sorry, are you famous uh i used to be famous <laughs> i'm a politician ed oh my god you're ed milman yes i am <laughs> <laughs> well uh, it's a pleasure to meet nice you oh my god my boyfriend is gonna be so oh well, should we have a photo for your boyfriend oh my god then? yeah why is he not on the park run? Uh, he's in Japan. Oh, well, that's a good excuse. Nice right, to meet well, you. Cheers. Bye, bye, bye. bye. I mean, actually, what I came for was a, <laughs> was a bit of fandom. I mean, it took some effort to get there. Ed has been mouthing to everybody who's done a double take at him. Yes, it's me, yeah. Ed Milliband. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the T-shirt with it written on the back as well. Yeah, exactly. That helped. Uh, can I talk to you for one minute? Yeah. What's your name? Kevin. Kevin. Uh, how long have you been doing park run, Kevin? Uh, about four years. What's the best thing about her? Well, the fact that you started 28, 29, and now you're down to 24. And You've managed to get your time down. Yeah, yeah. But and for a 10K. Wow. So we, you've got a great sense of personal achievement. Yeah. And it's great for mental health to get out. How many have you done? Uh, I think I'm up to 48. That is impressive. So you're nearly 50. You're going to get one of those nearly. t-shirts. Exactly, yeah. Nice to talk to you. You too, too. Well, I think there's a common theme emerging. What's the common theme emerging? That, uh, that people can get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people just find it very invigorating. I do think we're seeing it at its best, though, because... It is a perfect British winter's day, isn't it? It is. It's beautiful. It's Low blue, winter sun, beautiful blue, blue sky. That, that yeah. man just jumped over a large puddle, didn't he? Yeah. Impressively. I think I'm, if I'd done that, I would have hit I, the puddle. I'm quite amazed that even walking, you haven't fallen face first the into way, the puddle. I nearly fell off a treadmill yesterday. <laughs> what happened? I felt my feet at the back of the treadmill. <laughs> uh, and I thought this could have been incredibly... I don't know what happens when you fall off a treadmill. I mean, I mean the remarkable bad. part of that question is that you've never fallen off a treadmill. Not to my knowledge. It, it may sounds, well have happened. It sounds like it would be in your wheelhouse. I'm sort of rather enthused about coming back to do it. Do you think you come back to do it? I'd like to come back and be one of these guys in the high vis vests yeah. cheering you on. Go, go on, Ed. Hey. How you go? Hello. Hello, hello. You're going to join us in? Well, we have been thought of. This is Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I'm Ed. What's your name? Bill. Bill. How long have you been volunteering at Parkrun, Bill? Uh, since 2015, I think. Wow. Yeah, How did you get yeah. involved in it? Um, well, I, I came up on my first one because it used to be a walker. It was an international race walker. And I thought, well, I used to train on this course and I knew wow. how tough it was. I thought, well, I've come up and joined in. You know when you first start, you think, well, is it serious? Is it just a lot of people with pantomime outfits on? Like Jeff, these, you mean? These, these guys and girls 
are amazing. Yeah, they are. Because they're, they're all types. Yeah. Uh, they cover the whole spectrum. And if you look at some of the field, you'll see people who in normal life would probably struggle. Yeah. But they can come out and they can do the park run. And I think that what we need is more people coming out, everyday life, taking part. And, and do you think it brings people together? Very much so. Do you think people very. make friendships? I mean, we've had a bit of that. Well, I, 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 when I first started athletics, very serious, you know, in the in the dark ages of the Iron Curtain countries and whatever. But as we went on, now when I look at this, this is what we needed in our day, because what it does is it brings the ordinary person out. Every one of them amongst here, they've all got talent, and one amongst them, or one or two, could make the top grade. And, and you were an international race walker. I, I was an international race walker. Is yeah. that those people who do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah incredibly yeah, yeah. fast. I was, I'm doing a sort I, of motion I, of I, I got a bronze medal in 1970 in the Coldwell Games. So. Congratulations! So, That's so amazing! I, I sort yeah. of Where was Col- it? Held at Edinburgh. Held at Edinburgh? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Very yeah. nice to meet you. So there's a chap called Kip Kino did it. Yes. Ron Hill did it. Yes. And everything. I, I, I represented Scotland got the first medal for Scotland. Fantastic! Congratulations! Could this be the solution to Brexit? Well, at the end of the day, it's about human spirit and, and the goodness within people. And, and this, this absolutely portrays it. Because afterwards, you meet be in the cafe. We meet afterwards. You, you meet friends as a social group. It's, it's just it's just one. And every, every week, it gets a few more people. And you think, well, what makes people come out 9 o'clock in the morning on all weathers? Believe me, that, what, we've what been asking each other that. What attracts them? Yeah. What attracts community. them? Community. It's the community. It's, yeah. it's, it's the basis of it all, and that's what we need. We need much more community. We really like, really nice to meet you. We're at the finish line, Jeff, having slightly cheated. I mean, it's all quite extraordinary, isn't it? It's, it's sort, of, sort of only, what, you know, 20 to 10, and people have done five kilometres. They're set up for the day. And they all look so energised by it. <laughs> yeah, they don't look like they're collapsing, no. do they? I'm trying to look for a collapser so that I can see a kitchen. Should we go spirits. and talk to these people? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Now, oh, yeah. so you've oh, all done it. You've done it. Definitely, you've all finished. We completed. Yeah, yeah. Did, we completed. Should you do it? We come every we did week. Half. <laughs> <laughs> we come every week. Yeah. We've never seen you before. No, no. <laughs> we, we do, we're just here to find out about what the sort of you know park run mania is all about. Well, okay. we live nearby, and it's great way because people in London don't really socialise right? yeah. and I've been doing it for three years right. I've got to know my neighbours so really how many well. have you done then? 130 something have you wow. got a t-shirt? yeah wow <laughs> and how and you all, are you all friends do you know we, each other? we all met here at Parkrun yeah. so. you all met here? yeah um, wow. so yeah and we hang out outside of Parkrun as yeah. well um, yeah it's a really good social thing. Good, uh... Sometimes we do things other than running outside of yeah. <laughs> And did you, you just met on the course, did you? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And in the cafe afterwards. And in the cafe afterwards. And make cakes. Yeah. And we do the Christmas Day run. Yeah, you bring Christmas bring Day fish, run. Bring fish yeah. for Christmas Jeff, day. we're on. <laughs> Christmas Day run. I just feel such a warm glow listening to to that to our. I, I can our, feel my joints starting to ache again. And you, you did you did ache for a long time afterwards, didn't you? Yeah, several days. Yeah, several days. Yes. And you and you ran for about fifteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was more of a light jog than a run. Uh, li- listening to all that, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Nick Pearson, who's chief executive of Parkrun. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick. An absolute pleasure. Now go on. Um, I, I'm total convert. Jeff is sort of on the way. Uh, tell us about, give us a sense of the numbers and the scale of Parkrun's success, both in the UK and internationally. Yeah, sure. The way we would describe Parkrun is probably it's a series of three weekly um, 
community-led, socially-focused physical activity events. Uh, started in uh, Southwest London in 2004. Uh, one group of 13 individuals running around the park, um, uh, persuaded to uh, turn up by the founder, Paul Sinton Hewitt. To begin with, it was clearly a running event put on for a group of Paul's running friends, and, and we now move away from calling it a running event because it's whatever you want it to be and it's there for people to run people to jog people to walk people to volunteer and all of those things are equally um important to us so from 2004 the one event we're now at um around about 1500 events globally every single week uh in 20 different countries we have uh just over five million registered park runners five wow. million um, and three oh, million in the uk is three that million right? in the uk yeah <sighs> of which around about uh we just had our record actually end of november we had our biggest ever number which was two hundred and ninety-two thousand people participated over the course of one weekend either running walking jogging or volunteering and january is a massive month for us is it, is it constantly growing yeah 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 yeah. so it's it's the overall global growth is probably 25 percent uh annually. And, and just to be clear it's 150,000 people do it every week every in the single UK. week yeah, yeah every single week yeah every single week i mean that's kind of a lot it's unbelievable um but that number is also rapidly uh is is rapidly growing so that would have been you know seventy five thousand you know two two and a half years ago so um where, where we see it going is we see um we see it not being that that far away that we reach a million people a week that are participating the scale the massive scale of numbers is not really what our objective is we feel that's uh uh, almost in an inevitable consequence of of where we're at. What do you think it is about Park Run that pe- people are latching onto? Why, why do people love it? Why is it such a success? I think there's there's hundreds and hundreds of different reasons for that. Um, I think that there is something about its egalitarian nature that was set out from day one and and is represented by the character and values and ethics of the founder. And that's that everybody's equal and everybody should be treated equal. And, and it's free. And it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the traditional running event will create a hierarchy based around performance. And we actually, you know, challenge that and, 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 and attempt to, from day one, disrupt that. So even though day one with 13 people was unquestionably a running event, Paul gave out two prizes, one for first place and one for last place. And that represented, even at that moment in time, although he had no idea what it was going to go on to become, it represented the fact that to Paul they were of equal value and everybody was of equal value. So I think that 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 the traditional model of sport, which creates a competitive hierarchy, whether whether you which makes you either good or not good, is challenged by Park Run, and actually, which is good for us, Jeff. Definitely, yeah. And and and, and actually, okay, you can have him. That was the, that was that was the picky of teams at school, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was always the last one, and yeah. then I would be bullied by the people on the team I was eventually put onto because they were so annoyed that I was on the team. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's no Keep problem. And, and, so it turned into a therapy session. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's rather often that happens. Yeah. And 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 actually. Um, operating in an, uh, a world or an environment where you can be yourself and and be made to feel of equal value, I think is quite a, a unique uh, 
um, a unique thing. And so that definitely, definitely, definitely resonates. Um, I think that there is a natural sense of community that, yeah. that exists in people's DNA. Yeah. And, I, and as our lives get busier and that gets stripped out of our choices, when you when you give people the opportunity to experience community again, I think that they really enjoy it. And so, you know, we see that. We see that if there's a royal wedding, people can't wait to get the 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 tables out and celebrate it because it almost harks back to the time where those kind of things happened all the time. And I think community is a a, a basic human requirement, which is why it crosses cultures. Because actually, at its heart, is it's the community are delivering it. It's part of the community. It's not a, an imposition, a centralised imposition that says this is our thing. We're going to cookie cut it there, and, um, and and nor is it a consumer thing either. I mean, I think that this non the not the money thing is quite interesting actually mm-hmm. because it and, and you know what struck me most in a way was the way that people seemed equally happy being volunteers. Yes. Yeah you know, directing people on the run as they did sort of running, didn't they, Jeff? Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they were so enthusiastic. They're really, really proud of what they're doing in their community, yeah. and, and rightly so. And, and again, we've challenged a little bit that, that kind of you, you're here as volunteers as a slightly less important part yeah. of the group to deliver something yeah. really important yeah. to the people that are participating. And that's the traditional model. And what we try and represent, and, you know, sometimes we don't get the balance 100% right, but we try and get, we try and represent the fact that it's one single community, all trying to do something fantastic, all trying to take something really, really positive out of it, and and that everybody has a value. So kind of coded into that um event day is the celebration of people that have never done it before the celebration of people that are there for the first time and the celebration of the volunteers that are supporting the event and 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 letting it happen and what we try and talk to our volunteers about is don't make volunteering an act of martyrdom for somebody else make volunteering something that makes you feel good and what about the um question of how diverse the people who come and yeah. do it is. is that is that is that an issue? Is it tend to tend to be quite middle class? Does it just depend on the area? What what's or is it, presuming you do you have data on that? It's a huge it's a huge question that we could probably talk about all morning. Yeah. Um. So w- what what we've transferred from over the last three or four years is an organization that facilitated communities requests for putting on these events so so events largely happen because a community say we like it and we'd like to have it and then we support them in putting it on and we create the framework and the the structure that it allows it, it to happen but it will always be delivered by volunteers within that community as opposed to us but of course, what we know from every single piece of insight and data about physical activity um, and exercise, if you want to call it that, is that it is a largely middle class um, and largely right. white uh, activity. And as we've started to look at what we can do to improve the health of communities in the world, we've started to look at the challenges that exist within diversity and within the amount of 
active or inactive people taking yeah. part and the challenges that exist within socially deprived areas. So is that being more proactive in going out Absol- there absolutely. and trying to get absolutely. it set so, up in different yeah. places? So what we've moved from, over the first 10 years, we were probably a really passive organisation yeah. and the, the, the growth came from consumer demand. So yeah. it was kind of you know user-generated success. And what we've been doing over the last three or four years is trying to learn as much as we can about what's going on in terms of the challenges that different um, underrepresented groups have in doing physical activity and trying to address those. So our, our objectives now are to make our events as diverse as we can within realistic um, limits, so to make them more diverse. What are your ideas for doing that? So one, we, we, we know and that we understand that dropping an event into a socially deprived location as an example will one it will attract people from that area to 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 participate but actually just putting an event into a socially deprived area we'll see it as one of our um, least participated events because physical activity and exercise is just not it's just not normal and there's a there's a million challenges as to why that is they can be you know faith culture based they can be you know lifestyle based they a lot of them are uh, emotional challenges that you know when we were talking about the sporting hierarchy you were talking about school being picked last that's a massive thing for so many people right. you know they 30 40 years later they're still traumatized about their last experience of sport I am, yeah. and it is you know effectively creating a register of who's the best who's yeah. not the best and, and and just being laughed at constantly and so for for lots of people stop laughing at me constantly Ed. <laughs> But so for lots of people, that's the massive challenge is that they have they've spent their whole life believing that doing physical activity or exercise in conventional sense is just going to lead to more people laughing at them. So, so they avoid it. And actually, this myth that the state should tell people to be healthier or fitter yeah, or is, is a real challenge because there isn't a group of people that don't want to be more active. You know, all of the insight says, no matter what your level of physical activity or exercise, you don't choose to be physically inactive, um, no matter what some of the uh, press will tell you. So, one, we understand that within those socially deprived areas, we need to, one, have teams that outreach to some of those community groups. And so when we can do that, really kind of... um, uh, kind of micro work there it makes a difference and actually supporting those volunteer groups being as representative of of that community as possible makes a makes a really significant difference and so i think you know to go back to one of the questions one of the things that works is having i think creating some of these community challenges is about supporting communities and individuals within the communities finding the solutions for themselves rather than the establishment saying this is what you should do to get out of uh, and 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 so that's definitely part it's a difficult part but it's definitely part of the solution we've recently started so just over a year ago we started um park runs in prisons to support rehabilitation oh, so there's a there's a massive wow there's a massive and i'm sure you guys will know this but there's a massive uh, weight of evidence that 
supports uh, structured sporting physical activity within those environments, creating much more positive interaction between. Are the prisons cooperating with you on that? Massively, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we so. So we started um, in October last year, the first one. We're now up to about nine or ten, and we've got a big roster of events that we're about to activate. And, and, and prisons have been really progressive in terms of you know, putting that structure into a prisoner's life, putting goals and objective settings into a prisoner's wow. life, changes a whole heap of things. And then what that does for us on top of helping to support reoffending rates and all of the stuff that comes out of that so changing those individuals lives but it puts them back into the community in 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 what are very often the hardest to reach communities you know the prison population sorry it takes place in the prison takes place in the prison absolutely more often than not uh, delivered by the prisoners themselves so the prisoners are introduced to yeah. volunteering and doing something for somebody else and then what will very often happen is they'll go back into some communities that we're that are so challenged economically and and for so many different reasons that we're quite a long way away from being able to get access into those communities and they then become a representation of the power of physical oh, activity interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, and, and we see already people taking their families along post-prison taking their families along and starting to create a culture of 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 physical activity being normalized actually because for for a lot of those communities it's quite a cool thing to do if you're white middle class it's not a cool thing. It's, it's almost yeah. not socially acceptable. And it's like trying to do something to improve yourself can sometimes be seen as having ideas above your station. And so kind of creating those, um, those almost those role models that can challenge that, it, it does a better job than we can do. So we've done prisons and we're also working with GPs. Now we've started a, a program um, supported by the Royal College of GPs where Park Run becomes a tool for social prescription. Um, so a, 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 a GP surgery... Episode 65. Huh? <laughs> yeah. we, we did a thing on social yeah. prescribing Croydon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So GPs will, will effectively um, uh, apply to become an official um, uh, practice that, that works with their local Park Run, and then we'll support them with toolkits. and oh, and, great. and, yeah, and we've got So we started, we launched that... Again, maybe about three months ago, and we've got about 10% of GP surgeries in the UK already signed up. And that's um, that's one way where we feel it's a, a potential massive opportunity for us to get to some of the most vulnerable people in society and encourage them. I mean, what's to. very striking listening to you uh, is that it's very mission-driven, isn't mm. it? I mean, it's not just let's have people let's go, just for go for a run. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm glad it sounds like that. Um, uh, and, and I think that what, that what that represents, I think, is just this character, ethical code and personality that Paul imparted on day one. So it was a running event. That's exactly what it was. In actual fact, the formation of uh, Park Run at Bushy Park in 2004 was was an act, an almost selfish act by Paul, the founder, to say, I'm really, really struggling with my life at the moment. My relationship has broken down. My, um, uh, I've been made redundant from my job. I'm struggling with my mental health. And 
the one thing that I've got in my life that supports me is my running and the group of friends that I have around me when I go to the running club on a Tuesday and when I go to the running club on a Thursday. And then just at the point that he acknowledged and he realised they were keeping his head above water, he had a fall, he got a really serious injury. The the wow. doctor and the medical team said, well, that's no running for 12 months. And he thought, well, what on earth can I do? That's, that's my lifeline has gone. So he created Park Run as an attempt to get wow. that group of friends to him once a week. And the condition was, I'll do all of the legwork, I'll put this on for you, it'll be free, I'll, reg- I'll do the results, I'll make it all happen. But in return, we go afterwards, and we all have a cup of coffee, and we all have this social yeah. get-together. I like the barcodes. <laughs> I like the coffee. Do you not know, because I've now registered for the barcode, you see. You get oh, your you own have bar- registered for a yeah, barcode. You get your own bar- because, I'm, because I'm doing it on Christmas Day. Yes. We're recording this before Christmas, but I'm doing it on Christmas Day. Uh, and um, with you, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I like, because I like that sort of aspect of it. Last question. Um, if people want to register, they go to Parkrun, the website. Parkrun.com. Yeah, yeah, Parkrun.com. Yeah. They can register. It's free. If they want to set it to people listening, say, I want to set one up. Yeah, there's a there's a section on the website where you go into the support page and you, you just go down to one of the FAQs and yeah. and you send us your details and, and then we'll um, give you um, we'll give you some support and help in, in telling you what's needed to set one up in your area. And, and the, the thing with your barcode is that's your one single entry point into park run anywhere in the world forever there's no pre-registration should i get no your barcode for christmas there's no there's no telling us where you're going so you know one saturday morning you can turn up in new zealand or south africa or australia or Just san francisco or canada it, or you know where are we malaysia we can, elope, or we can elope together to new zealand i was hoping for a more expensive christmas present more this expensive, is free more expensive elopement <laughs> yeah. um and 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 i think that that kind of un Unstru- the, 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 not the necessity for you to book something and commit yeah, to it. Exactly. It's it's all informal, um, and and your point that universally free access point will always be there. Nick Pearson, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. We're joined now by Bella Mackey, who, who's written a book called Jog On. Hello, Bella. Hi. And the book is about you and your relationship to running and, and how it changed you and how it can change us. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, so the book is about um, having mental health problems uh, like anxiety and depression um, for a long, long time. And then sort of stumbling across running um, and sort of finding how amazing it was in alleviating the symptoms of, you know, this this thing that I'd lived with sort of pretty much my whole life. And and what had you tried up to that point? Um, uh, lots of crying and um, <laughs> eating crap. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I tried all the usual things. So I'd been to the doctors. Um, I'd had lots of different therapy sessions with people that wanted to kind of talk about, you know, something traumatic that happened when I was five that I didn't know about. Um, and I took antidepressants. Uh I did, you know, various courses online. I sort of would try anything, really. I did, I sort of went down that route of, you know, drinking calming teas and, you know, the whole, the whole hog. I would have sort of bought anything you were selling. Um, and, and lots of things work up to a point, but, um, but this was the one that really, that really changed my life, really. And why do you think that is? I mean, that's what's so, I mean, there's so many things I love about this book. I mean, people have to go out and buy it, but, uh, Thank the, you. uh, I think it is sort of disarmingly honest about anxiety in a way that often people aren't. Um, it's not saying I sort of, um, 
you know, only eat carrot juice and sort of, you know, uh, everyone's got to run. But, but, but what is it about, what, what is it that, that, how did you discover the running might do this, might, might have this impact? And why do you think it is? So I've thought about this a lot because it's not an easy or an obvious, an obvious choice that I made. I think there are other things that, you know, people try and, and, and find work better than running. Um, my, and you're I, somebody who didn't really like going out. You 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 were you weren't somebody who exercised. No, no, God, no! I never did any exercise ever, ever, ever. You know, not at school, not after school, never. Um, you know, I used to drive to the local shop. I was just, I was completely sedentary. Um, and I thought exercise. You know, people that exercised were losers. I just would look at them and think they were weirdos. You know, and they're weird lycra. Um, I think what it was, I, I I broke up with my husband, and I was so miserable and sort of. And more and more anxious and, and everything was sort of getting worse ment- mental health wise and I think what it was is I mean I was in a real fug so I can't completely remember the yeah. period in time but I think what it was is I was so dominated by my brain and sort of my brain was so in control of you know okay we're going to sit here and think about you know irrational thoughts for 12 hours and I think I was so fed up with indulging that and being kind of in sway to it that I think I thought if I go and do something physical maybe my body will take over and my mind will have to take a back seat. I think I sort of wanted to break out of my head. And I think I thought doing something physical would, would alleviate that. There's a great saying or phrase from, I can't remember what philosopher, and it was years ago. Sorry. Right. Sorry, old philosopher. Yeah. Um, but he says, Aristotle. Something, yeah, someone, you know, old Aristotle, <laughs> someone like that, you know, one of those geezers, but he says something like vigorous physical exertion is, is the best solution for maladies of the brain and they said that 500 years ago so i was on to something without without knowing why and tell us about the the first first time you did it then (laughs) um there was an alleyway behind my house um and it's very dark and no people ever walk down it's a bit scary a bit creepy um and i figured i could go there at you know after dark and i would try it out so i went there i put on a song called she effing hates me by puddle of mud who is not a band i listen to but i felt I like prefer their early stuff yeah 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 i'm definitely not not a big fan of their later work got weird um they had problems with their second album yeah it was you know difficult when yeah. that when that guy did that thing yeah. um but yeah so i put on this song called she effing hates me which i felt like was kind of going to fire me up and then i ran up the alleyway which i think took like 45 seconds and then i stopped because i saw someone coming and i felt embarrassed and then i went back and i did the length of the song in bursts felt quite sick afterwards and then went home so it was about three minutes (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i don't think i could run for three minutes no No, i I did stop i didn't do it all in one go i stopped every 45 seconds or so you know and now you run 10 kilometers a day 12 and 12. 12 kilometres, sorry. And that's not including what you do on a treadmill? No, no. This is unbelievable. Or all the other, you know, amazing fitness things I do, like burpees. Oh, burpees. What is a burpee? you never done a burpee? Well, I think I have, but I think it's something uh, different like, to what I, I was I, thinking. You were thinking it's what happens after you drink it. Yeah, like, yeah. You do it, like, almost like a star jump in the air, and then you, like, jump down, you put your hands on the floor, kick your feet back, and then jump back up again. Yes, that's well, right. I won't be doing that anytime soon. Why do you do those? Because, I mean, someone said that, you know, they're like really brilliant all over body physical exercise, you know, great fitness tests. So I do, I try and do 60 or 80 every morning. Uh, at what point did you start feeling like it was making a difference for you? Well, I think 
Kind of straight away. I mean, I know that's, I wasn't obviously getting any real physical benefits from the first run, but I think I probably did feel a bit like, oh, well, I've done something for myself and on my own. And at that point, I was sort of, I was sort of mildly agoraphobic and I was finding it hard to kind of go to the end of the road on my own. Um, so I felt kind of a little bit of sort of secret pride in this three minute run I'd done. Um, and, and also I'm quite stubborn. So I just sort of carried on going. So probably within a week, I was sort of feeling, something and I don't know whether that was just you know pride in the fact that I'd started something new on my own but but it, it didn't take long actually it really didn't it wasn't one of those things you know do it for six months and then you'll feel great it, I, I felt pretty amazing I felt my body felt tired so the adrenaline from anxiety was sort of calmer um I could sleep a bit better that's what they say about anxiety and, and exercises that you know if you do exercise you're able to kind of get a bit more sleep um so yeah, I think you know it, it honestly within within a couple of weeks. I mean, maybe we should surface this issue which came up in that previous discussion with Nick, which is <laughs> sort of people's experiences at school, you know, and in earlier life around fitness, mm. because I think it is quite important. I mean, you know how people the thing that springs to mind is people say if your parents did, really hated school, it's often hard to engage mm. parents with their kids' schooling. You know, maybe this is a sort of thing that you need. We need to sort of talk about uh, because it is. You sort of talk about it a bit in the book that you know, eh, are people going to laugh at me? Mm. You know, and you sort of say to people by the end, you say, "Look, don't, don't think anyone cares about mm. the way you look when you're running and all that." I mean, I'm looking at you, Jeff. Just, but I mean, I did wasn't I'm physically yeah. inept, as you know. I mean, do you think this is a do you think this is part of your antipathy? To Maybe. Running? So I was talking to my wife about this last night, just about, you know, just about types of education, about, yeah. about the competitiveness that is inherent yeah. or was inherent when I was being taught sports at school and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And she feels it's a good thing because it gives you a sense that you can't always be good at everything. And and also that is taking part that matters. I, whereas I feel it was just like this humiliating experience every week. But it I turns out she you. was in the sort of upper middle, just in terms of her natural ability. You know, she was in the upper middle anyway so she had a completely different so experience. she's really iron round about this stuff she's yes. like already doing yeah, well and then yeah. she's just like i'm i'm you know <laughs> but oddly i think there's sort of more stigma in school maybe for boys maybe for girls too uh, around being bad at physical activity than being bad at maths or english i'm not saying being bad at maths or english is like you know it yeah. isn't problematic but no i think you're right i think that for boys you know if you can't do rugby or football yeah. or you know you're not interested Herbals. in any of that stuff yeah i think my my husband always says he was never sporty and that you know people thought he was weird for that and my dad says the same so generation you know clearly it's still a you know it's still you're still frowned upon if you're not one of those lads and then i think for girls you know you hit puberty you feel incredibly self-conscious you sort of hate your body you're growing boobs you know you've got your period and so sport you know becomes something sort of embarrassing and you know something you have to wear shorts for and and something that maybe the boys are going to laugh at you at so i think there are different societal pressures but i think for both both boys and girls i think sport can be can be really tricky so what I don't ever get, and again, my wife will say, you're telling me you're the, the only person who doesn't get any kind of endorphin rush out of, after exercise. But all I feel is tired and like I right. want to die. And is that from running or any exercise? Any exercise. Oh, that's interesting. 
We found the one person that can't. But so do you then think it's psychological? No, I think, I, you know what, I think, I think probably that means that you were overdoing it when you, in what you were doing. Because in some of the earliest runs I ever did, I ran way too fast. I got shin splints. I was exhausted after every, every girl I was getting stitches. I hated it. And I was about to give up. And then I read somewhere or, you know, someone told me, you have to slow it down to the point where you're almost just shuffling. Um, and you have to only do it for 10 minutes. And so I started doing that and felt really sort of ridiculous. And I sort of shuffled around the local streets. And as a result, I didn't go home feeling exhausted. And I didn't go home feeling sort of sick and tired. It feels to me like probably you need to do 10 minutes, not half an hour. Just gentle, whatever it is, building it up. I think if you go into it too fast, it does exhaust you. I was doing it with a personal trainer. Oh, were you? I didn't and, know. Um, Gosh, like, we were, this is very revealing. Quite, quite often, people would come over to her and after like, I'd been exercising and say, is that man okay? Because <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be sort of groaning and looking like Well, that just like, means that like she was death. doing a great job, but that does sound like maybe she was pushing you a little bit too hard. Right. How, did, how did it end? With the personal trainer, I, can't, I think she moved away or something, and I was she quite, quite, away. I was, I was quite relieved. <laughs> she yeah, yeah, she did have a great. <laughs> um, I think you were doing it too hardcore. Mm. I think you know what walking is. You know, is good. Is amazing and suggested. You know, as a part of the NHS, you know how to look after your mental health. And half an hour a day, forty-five minutes a day. I always used to find going up to Hampstead Heath. You know was the best tonic when I felt sad. But here's, here's what I wonder about. So I'm walking. I, I, I walk quite fast, but what I'm not doing is exerting myself to to a point where I can't think about other things. I wonder if what um, you're getting from exercise is you, you've been, you're doing something so physically yeah. rigorous yeah, that phone. you can't mm. think about your, your stuff. I think that's true. I think when you're running, your brain has to take a back seat because you're kind of, you're, you're concentrating on your feet, you're concentrating on not falling over, you're concentrating on cars coming from wherever... Uh, you know, you're listen sweating, music, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, I listen to podcasts yeah. mainly. Or music taste. makes me Very go too far. Yeah, always, always. She always hasn't said which podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, not, it's a start. It's not this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I think you're probably right. I think the brain does shut up a bit and walking, it doesn't It doesn't have to. So there's something in it which is a bit like mindfulness. Yeah. So it's like emptying your brain of stuff. Yeah. So the, the stuff that's bothering you or causing you these anxieties or causing you to feel depressed, you, you're letting that go. Yeah. And you just... In the same way as people doing colouring takes the mind off stuff. Mm, it's, not, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, it might not have the same physical benefits. <laughs> not the but that's anti-colouring. It's the same, no, we all, it's it's the same all, principle, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it's completely, and it's the same when I bake. You know, I bake sort of ferociously all the time because, you know, it's something to do with my hands and my brain is sort of not not thinking about, you know, the things that are stressing me out. And I think, yeah, there are loads of different options. I don't think running is kind of... I don't think I've found the cure with running and there's not other things you can do. But you found the cure for you. I found the cure for me, yeah. And I'm not advising that, you know, it will fix everyone else in the world. But but I do think, it, you know, if you're able-bodied and lucky enough to be able to run, I do think, I don't, I don't know what the argument would be for not giving it a go. And has the running replaced all the other ways in which you are managing your mental health, like therapy and antidepressants? No, not at all. Because, you know, I think, I mean, I don't want to meet the person that sort of, is promising snake, you know, not snake or, but you know, says here's my one thing, and my one thing will knock all the other things out. And here you are. Um, no, I, I carried on seeing a therapist, a really amazing man, like super funny, and used to swear all the time. Um, I carried on seeing him till about a year and a, a bit ago. I still we still email like catching up, um, and I still take antidepressants off and on. Um, 
just I guess sort of more of as, as a handhold but I think it's really important to say that because so many people you know that's one stigma that I think people still don't talk about really even though we've made loads of progress with mental health um no you know coping mechanisms I still sort of wobble to friends or you know drink too much wine I mean you know I do not have that all my coping skills are not great you know I just I do try and have a toolbox of them someone said that to me yesterday I thought that was a really good expression a toolbox of things to manage anxiety now it, it, we've got this thing called the podcast called the Jeffocracy um uh and I don't think previously we'd thought there'd be a minister for physical exercise in the, <laughs> the Jeffocracy but it's slightly counterculture yeah. to the Jeffocracy I, I hope that's not a sort of run shaming thing to say uh but if we made you the Minister for Physical Exercise Running or whatever you really wanted in the Jeffocracy, mm. is there things particularly you would do? Um, well, I don't like to have any responsibility, so I wouldn't yeah. like to take on the position, but I would happily advise someone. Okay, fine. Um, you advise Jeff. Yeah, no, because advise- I don't like responsibility either. Yeah, I know that. Also, doing a lot of delegating. Of a logical floor no, in the I would be doing a lot of delegating. Well, can we just not? Just, I'd be on stamps. Jeff, right. can we not just hire a lot of people and yes. you just, you're just on stamps? Yes. With like maybe a cape? Yeah, and yes. drinking like yeah, wine. And, yeah. Really, I yeah. thought you were going to be on stamps. That's quite good. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if it's a Jeffocracy, <laughs> yeah. you're definitely the first thing you're doing is going on stamps and yeah, pound coins. Definitely. I'm also seeing a lot of drapes with my face on them on oh, public buildings. Yeah. I believe it, North Korea. <laughs> suddenly. Yeah, but you know they have beautiful public squares with right. you know just the faces of the leaders. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You've got to do it right let's if it's move, a Jeffocracy. Let's move on. So, um, so if I was, yeah, if I was helping out in the Jeffocracy. Well, I think I would make all gyms free. Mm. Um, I think, you know, my local council gym is amazing um, and it sort of does serve every section of the community where I live. Um, and it's not it's not that expensive, but, you know, it's still obviously out of the out yeah. of the bounds for lots of people. And I think I think one of the things about exercise is that, you know, financially. And that's I think, why Parkrun is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. It's the free thing that you can all sign up for. Um, but I do think that people think exercise is expensive you know trainers sports kit the gym you know classes at some gyms you know like 40 quid a session um you know equipment so i would give everyone free gym membership which i think free lycra yeah free lycra why not tax breaks on lycra tax breaks on lycra lycra with jeff's face on them yeah Um, yeah, I do that. I think free running shoes for everyone. And then, you know, yeah, you'd make a park run every weekend. But yeah, I think, you know, I think what you try and do is make exercise as kind of fun and inclusive as possible. Um, starting off from, from when you're a kid and when it's, I think really when you're a kid, it feels a bit like punishment. There must be better ways of doing it. Like dodgeball or I don't know. We'll see how my kids feel about the Christmas day park run. Those poor Do they know they're doing it? Yeah, there's a bit of protest. <laughs> Are they doing there's it before of, or after presents? I think it'll be a long time after, but it's 9am and 5am <laughs> for the old presents. So. It's quite mean to make them do a park run. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I'm actually sort of, I feel like I could just do it with Justine, but she thinks that they should do it too. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, in my in my ambassador here, my ambassadorship of, of running, telling you all to run, you should do it. I mean, I'll run on Christmas Day. I ran on, I ran on my wedding day. So, you know, I run every day. I'm, I'm a weirdo. Bella Mackey, thank you so much for thank joining you so us. Much. Jog On, How Running Saved My Life <laughs> is available at all good bookshops uh, and is a great read. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Well, I feel really inspired. I, I do too. I mean, I, I think Park Run is so impressive and a lot of the stuff Bella was saying about 
mental health and the the effect yeah. that exercise can have on it. It's it's very maybe intriguing. She, maybe to the me. conversation with her shows that you know I, I, don't, I really don't mean this rudely, but you know maybe you know you're quite similar to her in the sense that she wasn't a natural kind of person who naturally did lots of exercise, and then uh, nor am I really, but you know, and then she sort of managed to take to it and has really. It's been brilliant for her. Yeah, maybe Do you think we can persuade you. Well, you know, I like what she said about maybe you could start with a shuffle. I could start. See, the problem is, Ed, I've, I've got flat feet. This was all my. So I've always... got very flat feet too, though. Yeah, so you know. This... But what? Okay, what, what about this? <laughs> I'm making excuses. What, what, what about, about this? What about my flat feet, though? What about if I if I'm in London on a Saturday, I could come and we could just go to the Finsbury Park. One Why occasionally. do these things have to be at nine in the morning? Why can't they have them at three in the afternoon? Well, I know, but that's and you could sort of walk it and then do a little bit of running. Do you think? I, I, yes, let's 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 talk some more about take this. it under advisement. Yeah, exactly. Set up but, an interdepartmental. But you commission. never know. I, I might go full Forrest Gump. What does that mean? Oh, because Forrest Gump yeah. was in the nineties, so you wouldn't remember. I do remember was, Forrest Gump. It was just but... one day he started running, and then oh, he ran he? across America and like, oh yeah. yeah. So it could happen if it could happen for Forrest Gump and Bella. It could happen. Would for me. Sarah be pleased if you? Did oh, it? she would be delighted. I think I maybe I need to make it my mission for 2019. I've got my New Year's resolution <laughs> now. <laughs> I am your project. You are, you are my project. Yeah. Should we thank our guests? Yeah, we should. I think we should thank all the Finsbury Park Park Runners because they were brilliant and they were incredibly nice to us. Mm. Uh, we should thank uh, Tring Park Runners for putting us on this in the Tring, first place. The, the Tring, Tring. There's another yeah. shout out to Tring. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank Nick Pearson from Park Run. Really great conversation with him and Bella Mackey. And Emma Caution produced our podcast. Uh, Gail Lofthouse is our announcer. James Deacon made the idents. Ed Seed composed the music. And the artwork was... Emily uh, 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 right, he's been the man in the lycra. He's been the couch potato. And these have been reasons to be cheerful. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.